0: Hi everyone, you're listening to episode number 17 of the Elysium Project Podcast, Nonviolent Communication with Micah Salabarios. If you support the Elysium Project vision and enjoy the content we produce, we encourage you to head over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash ElysiumProjectTV, where you can pledge a monthly amount to help keep this show and vision afloat. We have four levels of monthly support to choose from, starting with our Bronze tier at only $3 per month, which is less than 10 cents per day. Each tier gives you access to our Members Only Zone featuring exclusive content as well as Elysium Project branded gear, depending on the tier you sign up for. This show does cost money to keep going so we really do appreciate your support, and remember you can cancel at any time. Once again, that website is Patreon, spelt P A T R E O N dot com, slash Elysium TV. Or you can also find that link from our website, www.ElysiumProject.tv. Today I'm speaking with Micah Salabarios about the art of nonviolent communication. Micah is an author, filmmaker, and teacher. Micah has written a book titled The Art of Nonviolent Communication turning conflict into connection. He's been teaching and doing NVC training for two years and is excited to be a part of The Awakening Planet. He joins me now from his home in Hollywood, California.
1: Micah, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Great to be here. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Staying active, you know, following my highest excitement towards uh, lots of different projects. And it's fun to just learn and, and, like you said, be a part of... Helping empower people and be a part of the awakening process. Definitely. Um, so let's get right into it here.
0: Like we talked about before the show, um, I'm familiar with topics such as the language of peace and so forth, and just creating a more loving way of communication. And uh, I'm very interested to hear from you exactly what is nonviolent communication,
1: how you got into
0: it, and where it all started.
1: Okay, um, so it all started with a guy named Marshall Rosenberg. He was a uh, psychologist, and he went around the world and kind of discovered all the most effective methods that peaceful cultures throughout history have used. And he kind of assembled it into something he called nonviolent communication. And uh, and so what it is to me, it's it's a way of speaking that you use when you're in a conflict or when when there's like. Tension, right? You can use NVC all the time, but really what it's for is when you're about to have an argument, when you're feeling triggered, when someone else is feeling triggered, when you're feeling like defensive or someone else defensive, you know, when, when like that, you know, we all know like this normal life, and then there's that moment when shit's about to get real. Yeah. That's when you want to start using NVC, you know? And what it is, so it's just, it's a way of speaking, right? That has certain principles, and the principles are you be 100% authentic. You never blame anyone else for how you feel. Um, although it's not about being nice, it's not about sugarcoating anything at all. It's, mm. it's about being real and authentic, taking responsibility for how you feel, um, uh, and using like requests instead of demands. And that's like the, that's like you know observable facts instead of like judgments or you know never exaggerating anything. It is a few basic principles and guidelines. Basically. And um, yeah, it, it, they're, they're pretty simple, except the thing is, most of us, the way we've been taught is to use violent language, which is kind of like guilt trips, um, blaming somebody else for. Like an example of this if I say, you're annoying me, that's violent, according to this, because I'm saying, you're bad and you're wrong, and I'm a victim to your bad and wrongness, right? And in that moment, the other person is most likely going to get triggered say something else mean or say something you know, equally like violent to me I'm likely to get triggered and now we're in a fight nonviolent communication would be saying instead of saying you're annoying me it would be saying I feel annoyed it's just owning it it's not about sugarcoating it's not like I kind of feel a little no 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 It's I feel annoyed or I feel angry I feel lonely I feel sad and but never implying the other person is bad or wrong or responsible for how I feel that's, that's one step of, of NVC Okay. So it sounds like it's
0: kind of not making things personal and uh, projecting onto the other person. Um, Owning your side of the street kind of thing and allowing the other person to express themselves at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like, yeah, like, like a core principle too. to you never imply someone else is bad or wrong. Right. So like one thing in NVC, you don't ever need to analyze or diagnose. And this it's so it's a challenge to not do that because it's it's is so satisfying to our ego to be like, this is the problem or this is what you're doing wrong. You know, and you might be right. A hundred people might look at the situation, and go, you're absolutely right. The problem is it's not helpful. Whenever you analyze, there's always going to be an implication that the other person is wrong or, you know what I mean? They're They're doing something wrong and you're a victim and it's just not going to help. So the the alternative is just you just you you know you just don't do that and you realize oh you don't I don't ever have to do that I don't ever have to like make a judgment or analyze or diagnose um, you know and like I said you don't have to do this all the time but when someone's already heated any diagnosis you make is not going to help they're not going to hear you they're going to feel defensive so you just kind of get right to you know right to like so the, the, here's the steps of NVC right. The first step is you, so you use NVC when there's a problem, when there's a need you have that's not getting met, when there's some issue, right? So something happened. And so you point out, you bring out what happened using only observable facts. So as opposed to someone say, say, um, uh, your, your, uh, your child's room is a mess, right? It's a disaster area. Now, if you come in and you look at it and you go, your room is a disaster. That's actually a judgment. You know what I mean? That's not a fact. That's an opinion. And basically, there's implications that saying they're wrong. They should not have a disaster of a room. You're a victim to them having a disaster. That's why you're righteously angry. You know, all that. They're likely to get triggered. Pointing it out with observable facts would be your bed is unmade, right? You can see that. There's last night's dinner, you know, on your desk. Your trash is overflowing. And there's dirty clothes scattered all over. Those are all like observable facts, so as you say, each one of those things the person can look around and see it's not, it's not going to be fun for them to hear that, but it's going to be less likely to trigger them. People can still get triggered. You can't really control how other people react. But So NVC is about speaking authentically and minimizing their you know, possibility of getting triggered. So that would be the first step, right? Point out the observable fact. Another uh, um, example would be you're driving down the road and someone's like driving like 25 miles over the speed limit. And, you're, and, and if you're like, you're driving recklessly right now. That's another judgment. Everybody might agree, but you saying it like that is only going to make them feel defensive, most likely. Mm. And then, you know, they're, like they're going to get triggered, feel defensive and say something. Well, you're just, a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now you're in an argument. It's not helpful. So instead of saying that, you'd say the fact, which would be you're driving 25 miles over the limit. It's, you know, okay. Yeah. You're right. I am. You know, so that's the first step. Um, A lot of people, like every step is simple, but it's like when you start to do it, it's way harder because we think that it's a fact that you're driving recklessly or that your room is a mess. They're not facts. They're opinions, right? So then the, the next step is to express how you feel. And again, that's what we mentioned before. You want to express it in a way that says, I feel this way instead of you're making me feel this way. And it's, it, it, we're taught to say you're making me feel. You're driving me crazy. You're pissing me off. You know, you're so aggravating. All those things imply they're wrong and they're bad and you're a victim, and, you know, you're better than them. <laughs> it's just like, that's just going to trigger everybody, almost everybody on the planet. So the second step, and, and, and so on the second step, it should just be a one-word thing. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel scared, right? But here's what everybody does. They go, I feel as if, right, blah, blah, blah. And anytime you say, I feel as if, there's a judgment coming. I feel as if you don't care about me. I feel as if you never listen. Those are not feelings. Those are judgments that mean they're bad and wrong and you're a victim. Like, that's every step of the way. You just don't want to imply they're wrong and bad. That's the real nonviolent mm. thing. But you're not being nice. That's the key thing, too. You're being authentic. So I feel, you know, angry or, you know, your room, like, let's do the, use the room thing. You, you know, your bed's unmade. There's, there's dirty clothes on the floor. I'm feeling angry, right? And, and, and that's easier to hear because it's just you're owning it. The person can still sit there and listen, okay, it's you know. And then the third step is you say why you feel how you do. And that's where, that's where the accountability comes in. So a lot of people have trouble with being accountable for how they feel because if, you know, you're upset because the room is messy, right, and they promise to clean it for a week and they still haven't done it, and you know, the truth of the matter is you're not actually upset at the room being um, messy, you're upset because you value a clean room. You value maybe a child who keeps their room clean. It's your value system that is making you upset. It's, and it's always like this. It's never going to be the thing that occurred. It's always going to be your value system around it. You know, in the car example, if someone's driving 25 miles over the, hour, um, you know, over the speed limit, you're not upset at that. You're upset because you value your safety, you know, so that's why you always own it and never blame them. And, and so when you're stating, your, that, that's, how you, that's how you do the third step. You say, you know, your room is, is, the bed is unmade, there's dirty clothes on the floor. I'm feeling angry, right? Because it's important to me, for my child, to know the power of um, cleanliness, right? So every step of the way up to then, it's like, you're totally honest. You're expressing yourself, you know, and they can hear that. You never ever implied that they're a bad person, or that they're wrong, or you're better than them, or you're a victim to them. You know, you just, that's NVC. That's why I love it. It's so pure and honest. And then the last step is to make a specific request. So it can't be a vague request. A vague request is something like, would you just be more clean? It's like anyone can go, yeah, sure, no problem. You didn't resolve anything. You know, you won't know if they're really, it's just, it's too vague. You know, like in the driving thing, if you're like, would you be more, would you be more respectful or would you drive safer? It's too vague. It's not helpful. Um, so you want to be in the room thing. It's like, would you be willing to clean up your room in the next two hours? Right. That's specific. You'll know if it's done or if it's not done. The other thing is it can't be a demand. If you say, would you be willing to clean your room in the next two hours? And they go, I don't want to. And they're like, ah, you start yelling. Then it was a demand disguised as a request demands are basically a threat saying do what i'm asking or there is trouble ahead for you you know so that's not that's it might sound nonviolent you know could you please pretty please do this and they say no and then you're all angry doesn't matter how it sounded that's that's a demand which is a threat and violent so you have to ask as a request and if they refuse it then you're just opening up the dialogue okay so let's find another way then let's let's keep talking to because my need is for this room to be clean and then you know you, you can go back and forth on on those steps so those are the four major steps um of nvc and there is like sometimes when you do all four steps perfectly people still get triggered right mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you say how properly the any words coming at them piss them off mm-hmm. you know and they'll be like, oh especially if they know you're trying to do nvc they're like oh you're doing nvc you're trying to manipulate me i'm so tired <laughs> like that happens right let's be real about it it's gonna happen so there's an amazing tool really and if anyone listening takes away like just one thing from from hearing this it's it's what I'm about to tell you it works it works amazingly it's very simple it's sometimes a challenge to remember like NVC is awesome it really works a big challenge is to remember when you're feeling triggered because when you're triggered your cerebral cortex closes you know shuts down And now all you want to do is like fight, prove them wrong. And you can't even like you can't remember NBC. Yeah, (laughs) right. After the argument, you're like, oh, I could have used NBC. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) That really goes back to um, before the show, we were talking a little bit about Dr. David Jubb and some of the stuff that I picked up from him regarding brain function. How yeah when you're when you're triggered in that and when you're in those reactive states that prefrontal cortex shuts down and you go back into the fight or flight the you know reptilian brain complex and stuff um, and one thing I mean that I, I'm hearing from this is really about not pointing your finger at another person. There's this there's quote that I really like or saying it's like when you when you point one finger at someone else you got three fingers pointing back at you type of thing right so. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the guy who, who came up with this, he said his name was Marshall Rosenberg. Yeah. OK. Where did his like where did this thinking come from? Because it sounds like it's it's almost um, goes back to like the sort of Eastern spirituality of of the ego and not taking things personally, not blaming another Um it, but also kind of I'm hearing like some philosophy and psychology in
1: there Yeah, well, let me um, th- just want, I want to finish the 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 tool to do when before I answer that right but, bef- the tool When someone so you try an NVC and someone's triggered right you do all the four steps it doesn't work the the tool to use then is called emergency empathy and And you can do this right away at any time and it's actually all you do is so say you try an NVC You're like oh, your room is a mess no, no, you don't, not, not that. You say there's clothes on the floor. Your bed's unmade. I'm feeling angry because it's important for me, for you to have a clean room because I think that's a valuable lesson. So would you be willing to clean your room in the next two hours? And they're like, oh, my God, you're always trying to control me. I'm so tired. They didn't hear anything you said, right? Mm-hmm. And they're triggered. So then what you do is the emergency empathy. You guess how they feel and why. And you don't have to be correct. You just get, you, it, and it, it does, uh, I'll explain what it looks like, and I'll explain why it works so effectively. So when you when you guess how they feel and why, in that um, instance, you might be like, are you angry because you think I'm trying to control you right now? And and what happens is when you ask someone that, you're asking them a question about a subject they're like an expert on, which is themselves, you know. You're, 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 you're actually trying to attempt to see what's going on in their inner world, everybody wants to answer questions about themselves like we're all have an ego and you know, like we, we love to be right and we love to inform people of shit we know about so that's like something they know about and so when you ask them that question it forces them to go inner instead of just going outer outer everything's you know blaming everything out they have to go in going putting your attention inward automatically calms you down a little bit when someone inquires about your inner world it feels good it feels like oh they want to understand me and if you got it right if you actually just said are you upset because and it's true though it's like a magic it's like a it's like a magical power like they'll feel suddenly heard and understood and way calmer and they'll be like generally they're like yeah that's exactly how i feel then they'll be quiet and, and you get to respond and if you're not right it's okay too because then they'll give you information like no i'm upset because i like my room messy like this <laughs> you know? and this so you go oh okay so, so you'll so you'll say okay so you're upset because you feel more comfortable in a room that's you know um in this state of disorganization or whatever now you're not admitting anything you, you know you're just you're just using you're just guessing how they feel and why and 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 you're letting the energy of the room settle down and then once it's settled it'll be obvious you'll feel it now you can go back to using nvc and having a dialogue about getting both persons needs met so i just, I just wanted to get that out there because that's and you can use it any anytime as soon as like instead of like even attempting nvc you can just go right into emergency empathy at any time and it'll like uh, just like make things way more calm and peaceful, just right away. You know, someone's just anytime there's about the tension, anytime you're feeling triggered, anytime you know someone's feeling defensive, boom, and it's 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 amazing. Okay, so I wanted to get that that out there because that's like to me, I think it's like a superpower. You know, if you can remember to do that when you're triggered, it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so so Marshall Rosenberg. So he was a clinical psychologist, right? And he and he just out of after a while, he realized I'm not helping people. It's taking way too long. This is not really effective. And so then he decided to study different cultures around the world that were known for being um, peacemakers, and and he, like put all these principles together, started practicing it, and then realized, wow, this is super powerful. And then basically spent the rest of his life. You know, he wrote a book, which is amazing, um, and uh, this is called Nonviolent Communication. And he started teaching it and sharing it, doing workshops, and there's a bunch of YouTube videos with him doing um, seminars and stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah.
0: What are some of the areas that NVC is being applied in and used in day
1: to day life today? Um, there's you know, it was it was I think it was bigger when he was still alive because he's passed. Okay, there's still there's still a lot of um, like in San Francisco, there's some NVC uh, organizations. And, you know, there's little like meetup groups and, and people are using it around around the world because he traveled the world a lot of times in other countries, South America, there's a lot of people using it. Um, I think people, the, the, I see people trying to use it and, and they still don't use it super correct because it's really easy to attempt to use it, but then go right into, you know, manipulative tactics, right. which is not NVC, you know? So that's kind of why I wrote this book Because I, I, I see like every, Almost everybody when they first start They're like I feel as if Or I feel like you're not listening to me Which is like not a feeling And they think it's a feeling And if you start paying attention to that People speak like that a lot And the reason why we do Is because if I say I feel like It I, you know, doesn't matter what you're talking about If I, I feel like you know um, Social media is bad For you know, the world doesn't matter what you say the reason why you say that is because it's less responsibility if you say I feel like as opposed to I think that when you say I think that something it's like you're owning it and you can be like well you think it and you're wrong but if you say I feel it it's like this thing that kind of it's this, it's just like little trick that we use to not have it's like a feeling it's from God it's mm. it's out of my control and that that's why we like use that and that's why I like I want to like that's why I started teaching it so I guess to get back to your point I'm I don't really know where people use it too much. I, I, it's not as common as I think it should be because it's so effective, hmm. it's so useful, you know. It's and it's it's not manipulative, and it's not inauthentic, you know. And it just works. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think I don't think enough people do use it really. I, I don't really know where people are using it. So that's why I'm kind of mental. I want to I want to I want to like raise awareness and just offer it out to the world more because I think every single person will benefit from knowing these tools because mm-hmm. who doesn't get in arguments that they don't want to be in, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good point. So I imagine in your, in your classes and workshops, do you kind of set up scenarios where each person gets to interact with the other person and, um, yeah, just kind of approaching different situations with using the art of nonviolent communication?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll do like little yeah, scenarios because, you know, like the principles are simple, but then when you're in the heat of the moment, it's a challenge. And a lot of times when you're like first using, <laughs> when you first start using NVC, it's hella awkward because there'll be like these long pauses when you'll be like, you'll be like, I feel like you're, and then you'll stop and you'll be like, okay, wait, I can't say that. How you know, and then there's like, but, it, and then the other person's like, what, what, what are you, what are you doing? You're like, just give me a moment, you know, give me a moment. And so, in the beginning, it's just like that. In the beginning, a lot of times, it's a little awkward to actually use it because it requires, like, rewiring your brain. So, yeah, at the workshops, we'll we'll, we'll run through it so people can get a little practice in before they use it in a live situation. And you're going to make mistakes. When you're trying to use MVC, you're going to make mistakes. But that's why emergency empathy is really, like, amazing. That's pretty easy and pretty simple. And if you just, it's just like, you know, it, it just will change the the – change the moment the the most rapid way, you know. While you, especially while you're still learning because it is you know all four steps and it, once you learn it it's very simple but but I mean even when you learn it it's still tricky moments like sometimes we're mad and we don't even know why we're mad. Right. You know. And so in the moment when we're saying like I'm upset because and we're like I don't know, I'm just upset, I'm annoyed, you know. So it takes a it takes a bit of self-awareness and then when it, sometimes when it comes to the specific request we're like, I don't know. I just, I don't know what the request is. I just want you to know that I'm upset about this. And so in those cases, you know, when you don't really know what your request is, a lot of times you just really want them to give you feedback, you know. So your request might be, can you just give me some feedback on, on how you're feeling right now after hearing this? Or could you, like, repeat back to me what I said just so I know that you understand where I'm coming from? And sometimes that's all you really want, you know. But sometimes it is a specific request, like in the dishes or the room. Those are easy. Like, clean your room up within this or do the dishes. But sometimes when like someone like your partner says a remark that just gets under your skin <laughs> and you're not even sure why, you know. Yeah. Th- then sometimes it's just like, just keep it simple. Bring it up. Tell them how you feel without blaming them, you know, and just ask them to give you feedback on 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 that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it very much seems like a, a method of communication that you could employ in, in all situations, like you said, between your partner, between your child, coworkers, et cetera yeah um do you have an example of one of the most effective situations that you've been in where you've managed to use nonviolent communication to calm calm
1: a situation down well i'll tell you how i got into nvc okay um i was working on a documentary like 40 hours a week it was just me and the producer this this lady named amy and um we were like spending all our time together, and then she gave me a direction. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, oh, "I need you to go through. I need you to like, you know, place this footage, right?" And then over the weekend, I realized that I before I did what she asked me to do, I had to do like another task. I was like, "Oh, you know, before I do this, I got to do this, and then I'll do that." And when I started doing this other task, um, it opened up this door to all this amazing footage that I discovered. So come Monday, I'm super excited because I know I just elevated the whole film. I was the, I was the lead editor. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys check all these amazing tidbits I found in this whole, you know. And then she was, instead of being, like, excited about the amazing footage that I found and, and, and put in, which she did, she did not deny. She was like, that is amazing. That's awesome. But I'm upset that you didn't do what I asked you to do. And in that moment, I was so, like, angry angry. And like disgusted, <laughs> really, because we'd already been working for a long time, real closely, right? So I, I was pissed. I was like, first of all, I couldn't do what you asked me to do because I needed to do this first. Second of all, I just elevated the whole movie. So why are you tripping that I didn't do that? I couldn't, you know what I mean? And so was, I'm not, I'm not one to hide my emotions, so I'm sitting there like, you know, frowning and <laughs> putting off negative vibes. And then she busted out with some emergency empathy. She was like are you feeling upset right now because you don't feel appreciated for the talent you bring to this project? And literally, that was exactly how I felt. I felt like crying when she pointed it out because it, the project was important to me. I was giving it all, you know what I mean? Like, I was putting all my energy into it. And so, so to not be appreciated when you're, like, giving a project everything, it, it was... Definitely, yeah. So when she called it, I was like, "Boom!" I was no longer upset. I, I I think a tear did come down my my eye. The energy in the room cleared, and then she was like, "Yeah, you're right. The movie's better. I'm sorry, blah blah blah." And by her doing that, also made her have empathy instead of being like upset that you know maybe I would didn't do. It was like it just it just brought a connection, and the room cleared, and we got back to business, and it was great. And then later she told me like I used NVC on you, and I was like, "What is NVC? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing." And then I just started studying. So that, that was how I got, got into it. And that's how powerful emergency empathy is. And, I, and like in my personal life, I still struggle to remember to use it when I'm triggered. But like one time I, when, I, when, I, when I really started to believe in emergency empathy was when I did it with my mom, right? She was like, she got all, I said something, she got all triggered. And it was just like we were about to have a big fight. and you know. And then I was like, oh, yeah, emergency empathy. And it was weird, though, because when I remembered it, I didn't I didn't want to use it. You know what I mean? Like when you're triggered, so to use emergency empathy, it requires you to step outside of your ego and and, not, and and just look inside of them and try to guess what you want. It's the opposite of like being defensive and attacking or proving someone else wrong or proving how right you are. You don't want to do it in the moment. It sounds like sensible. Yeah, I'll do emergency empathy. In the moment, you don't want to do it. At least me. In the moment, like if I'm triggered, I don't want to do emergency empathy. I, you know, I want to prove you wrong. But I was like, okay, let me do it. My first thought was, I don't want to do that. And I was like, no, no, do it, do it. And then my second thought was, I don't know how she feels. And then I remembered, you don't have to be correct. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to try it. (laughs) And then I was like, I said it. And it was so funny because when the words came out of my mouth, I felt like I was speaking a different language or something. You know, it just felt so foreign to be triggered and saying these things. And I said something like, you know, are you upset because of. You think I'm, you know, you don't feel appreciated. or Something like, and I wasn't right. And, but she was like, no, but she, she responded and she did get immediately calmer. And then I, and then I took the information she gave me. I used it again. She had a little calmer. And the third time she was like, yes, that is how I feel. It's exactly how I feel. And then she was just quiet. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it really works with my mom, which is like, oh, your parents are always going to be a a challenge to deal with. You know what I mean? So much history of being triggered. Mm. And then, so in, the, and in my normal life, even when I don't remember to use NVC, I still very, ever, rarely like, if I diagnose something, if I say, yeah, well, you know, this is happening because of this, right? That'll be some diagnosis. I always am aware, like, I so I diagnose things way less, you know? And I, I really like, and I, and I don't say, I, I think that blah, 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 you know? I'll really say, like, I feel like if I'm triggered and I'm vaguely aware of NVC. I, I will still like, I'll just, and instead of doing all four steps, I'll at least say just how I feel. like I'm feeling annoyed. And just that is helpful as opposed to you're pissing me off or God, it's so annoying. Or, you're so annoying or, you know what I mean? Because just me, just me saying how I feel takes courage. You know, it takes courage to claim, to say how you feel and own it. It takes way less courage to say you're pissing me off. Mm-hmm. I'm not owning it. You know, it's like I'm, now I'm a victim. It's not my fault. You're pissing me off. I'm angry. And it's my fault. I'm angry and it's my fault. So it's really, it's like, I still have a, a lot to practice on, on being aware when I'm triggered, but there's still, th- there's things I've learned that I just don't do anymore. I really, you know, I, or, or I very rarely, I very rarely will diagnose something. I very rarely will say, uh, you know, how I feel blaming someone else. Um, I'll, You know, and, I've, and, I've, and, and I'll very like, I'll, I'll always like point out what's bothering me with the observable fact, you know? So I very rarely imply anyone else is responsible for how I feel and it's helpful, you know? I still have work to do, and they, my partners will usually point it out. You're so, you're an NVC coach. How come you're? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, Yeah, you're right. I'm pr- I'm working on it, you know. But
0: um, wow, so <laughs> so much good information in this podcast. I can't wait to re-listen to it. Um. One one of the things you brought up there is how it's it's difficult when we're feeling when we're feeling triggered and in an emotional state, and it's really you know they say that a, a negative thought comes from a part of the brain that's so much more powerful than a positive thought. Unfortunately, that's just the way our brains work through evolution. That we need to be like, oh my God, there's saber tooth tiger over there, um, versus like oh. versus a positive thought, and um, I I just think that. Yeah, there's, I love what everything you said today and it's definitely something that I'm, I know I'm going to employ in my life. We got a few more minutes left here. First off, if people want to find you online or your book, social media, whatnot,
1: where can they find you? Cool. I got an Instagram called Art of NVC. Um, I have a website, artofnvc.com and a Facebook page, same name. Um, I have a book. The Art of Nonviolent Communication, available on Amazon in paperback or ebook and on uh, Apple iBooks. I got a podcast, The Art of NVC, available on uh, Apple and uh, Spotify. And I got a workshop coming up in LA um, every Thursday in September, seven to nine, at Epiphany Space in Hollywood
0: nice nice well thanks so much for coming on the show today micah i'm feeling like we're gonna have to have you on again to continue this conversation because uh, i really think the world needs more enlightened ways of communicating more loving kind nonviolent ways of communication so thanks again loved it
1: great man thanks for having me on it's been a pleasure yeah, ab- Really appreciate absolutely. it absolutely love you brother all right man love you too take care thank you for
0: listening to the show today If you enjoy our content, please help support us by subscribing to and sharing this podcast or by becoming a Patreon subscriber at www.patreon.com slash ElysiumProjectTV. That's www.patreon.com slash ElysiumProjectTV. We'll see you next time.